What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Switchbacks and Sweat Stains. I am one of your co-hosts, Charlie Haney, and this is the last episode in our initial batch release of the podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to so far. I think you'll enjoy this episode as well. We recorded this back in March, uh, so some of the weather that we talk about is, sounds a little bit dated, uh, but this is back when I thought I had the time and the skill uh, necessary to record and edit these episodes. But thankfully, I've since swallowed my pride, and even more thankfully, Joey, our good friend, uh, agreed to edit this episode, and maybe some ones in the future? We'll see. Uh, I haven't asked him. Um, super thankful uh, for his help. This is a really well put together episode, uh, really well edited and sounds fantastic. So thank you, Joey, for this. The topics of this podcast, we start a couple segments that we're hoping to keep going in the future. Uh, first being the route of the week, which covers, believe it or not, a route uh, or a trail, maybe a Strava segment that uh, we want to highlight and either introduce to people who haven't uh, run that route or trail before, or, um, I don't know, uh, reintroduce a a trail that you haven't run in a while. Uh, Either way, we're going to um, keep doing that in the future, or at least that's the hope, unless people tell us that it sounds bad. Uh, Another segment is Whodunit, which covers uh, a runner or runners that have gone out and uh, run a race. Just want to highlight runners in our community that go out and do awesome distances. And um, yeah, that will definitely stick around for the future. The main topic of this episode is about the, what was the two-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic here in the United States. Lee and I kind of cover what we experienced during that time and yeah, and how it kind of brought us back to Chattanooga and eventually led us to starting this running group and starting this podcast. So that's why we think it's still relevant to uh, talk about. So even if some of the topics sound a little dated, uh, it is why this podcast is going currently. So uh, I hope you enjoy that discussion. Uh, sorry if the episode is a little lengthy. Uh, we're going to try and keep it in the 30 to 45 minute mark in the future, but can't make any promises because uh, we're new to this. So um, stick with us and I uh, hope you enjoy this conversation. I'm going to get right out of the way. Let's uh, get this episode started. Shorts are meant to be short. Uh, where there are pants, there is sadness. Uh, this is this is Charlie that's speaking into your ear holes right now, alongside with co-host Leah Mulligan. Uh, I this, get a nickname. Come on, a uh, little savage. You oh, have spent the past week or so being pretty savage. Um, I have so many quotes from last weekend. We'll get into that oh. and into this uh, our famous uh, popular section called "Who Done It." Um, but before we get there, I don't think I've introed it. Uh, this is Switchbacks and Sweat Stains, a podcast about the ins and outs of living life in the South uh, and running long distances. Your one-stop shop for 
trail running, running, um, beer and barbecue, uh, in the South. I think I know barbecue better than most other. Better than me. I have nothing to contribute to that. I'm going to give me a thing. Savage like comments. Spaghetti. I don't know. <laughs> it Ooh, takes sp- pasta. Spaghetti? Pasta. Pasta's pretty solid. Pasta's so good. We got Giardino or Giardino down the street for me. We still got to try. I thought that's what you were going to say up front. Um, that's a. I was a, saying the real name. A restaurant right down the road called Giardino's, um, which is so close to Giardia that one can't obviously make that, not make that leap. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Leah, how are you? I am fantastic. I didn't have back-to-back four-hour long runs, but I rock climbed for the first time in a very long time, and I played volleyball, landed on the ground more than I hit the volleyball, but my arms are tired, and I can also ride the slap happiness, so we're both absolutely thriving. Good evening. Yeah, we're absolutely killing it. I just had to interview Leah for uh, an assignment for school, which is hilarious. Uh, We had to pretend that we didn't know each other. I'm not um, sure we pulled it off. No, it was extremely, I wouldn't say awkward, but awkward is probably the best word. It was an awkward situation that we put ourselves in, that I put you in. Um, I only unintentionally insulted you like three times. It was okay. I told you to be honest. Um, and that's kind of what you gave me. Um, so we just did that, and now we're recording this podcast. This is way more fun, though. We're smiling. That was like a painful. My head was on the table. It was rough for a moment there. Yeah, we got through it. Uh, that submitted. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, as I mentioned during the in- intro, boy. Words are hard. Words are hard. Running has been harder. Um, I just uh, pat on the back. A nice 70-mile week this week. Um did not see that coming uh, until I looked at my Strava this afternoon. So, yeah, a big week. And uh, to be honest, it is not, I've not felt super confident and happy, but, uh, and sadly, but maybe not sadly until the last, like, I don't know, five, six miles of the run today. Like my, my last six of my 70 miles this week uh, on, um, Shoot, well, maybe we'll make it the the segment of the week. We really didn't talk that out. Uh, The Mullins Cove Loop over on Prentice Cooper. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, That uh, uh, it is about a 10-mile loop. I think the GPS gets a little lost out there. 9.6 today. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, I almost got 3,000 feet of gain for my two loops. So, I don't know, we'll call it an even 1,500 per uh per nine and a half uh one loop's bad enough because it's i think will described it best one of our uh good running buddies is like for a i don't know did he say it was net downhill said that you're going downhill a good chunk of the time but it feels like you're going uphill the entire time which doesn't make sense because you end a half mile from the car way 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 below the car and then have a small suffer fest back to the vehicle mm-hmm. so and it's it's technical uh i don't based on that description i wouldn't even call it rolling like it's 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 just up and down the entire time there's there's some good flat sections where you can kind of stretch down it is out the description of rolling but 
I understand that it accomplishes both things, but uh, if you think of just like up and down, it's that mental picture is less of a nice little like wave that rolling would unhappy wave. Yeah, this was. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was an unhappy wave. Uh, I'm super glad that y'all were there for it, because, um, or at least for the first loop, because two loops alone would have been really bad. I probably wouldn't have done it if y'all were there. I would have run four hours somewhere else. You did have the comment the first lap, though, that you felt really good then as well, because you're like, whoa, I feel good. Do you guys feel like crap? Because that's generally the norm. Generally. I and I hate that that's the case, and I, I need that to stop because if y'all are having a good day and that means I'm having a crap day. And, uh, yeah, that's just not going to cut it. If y'all are having a good day at canyons and I'm out there just like dragging, but anywho. Um, so yeah, we'll just transition real quick back to Mullins Cove loop. The highlight of it is Snoopers rock. We got to give a small shout out. You get about three and a half miles in to the loop and you get an awesome overlook of the river. And we even, I think there was a proposal or a wedding or something out there today. There was a ridiculous amount of rose petals just strewn all over the place, falling off the cliffside, all over the rock. Looked like someone had an awesome time. So worth it. Yeah, I, that, that was a, a good, good photo op um, for us and whoever threw all those rose petals down. So that's a hi- highlight of the route. Uh, after that, I mean, you do get to cross some streams. It's not, um, I wouldn't say that it's as like scenic and visually great as like, uh, Skyuka or bluff trail or bluff trail. It's as rocky as bluff trail. Um, actually I would say more rocky considering, considering there's a section called the rock garden, um, where we trudged through and uh, got in the creek, did some swimming. Uh, I got to do it twice, which was great. I really needed it the second time. Um, That's probably what sparked such a a fun finish for me. But The full submerge was good. I think we've skipped two summer today. It was about an 80-degree day at the beginning of March, which was rather peculiar. But Yeah, thank goodness it's going to be 45 and like, 20 degrees uh here seven days from now so uh it was fun while it lasted it's gonna rain tomorrow so uh yeah great day to stay inside and um do nothing watch uh uh marry me or whatever that movie is rom-coms for the win love rom-coms um speaking of a rom-com suggestion list at some point Oh yeah, that would can be throw great. that into the list. We've got it's growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, I can't come up with a segue. But uh, on. So <laughs> I don't know what that was. We can't put our we can't something. put our own sounds. <laughs> like technology has advanced far enough. We can, we can do our own transitions with te- technology. But thank you. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, oh my God. <laughs> people are going to wonder who made that noise or like who did that, which is a great transition into our ne- next segment called Who Did That? 
Um, and it's a, actually a long list this week because we are uh, tackling a race that happened last weekend called uh, was it was it called the Black Mountain Marathon? It's Black Mountain Marathon and Mount Mitchell Challenge. So Black Mountain Marathon is a marathon that goes up to the Blue Ridge Parkway outside of Black Mountain, North Carolina. And the Mount Mitchell Challenge is supposed to be a 40-mile race that goes from the town up to the summit of Mount Mitchell and back down to the town. But unfortunately, the summit of Mount Mitchell is very weather-dependent. And even though it was great weather conditions down in Black Mountain, it was a very icy day on top of Mount Mitchell. So that part of the race got cut short and everyone ended up doing the marathon. Uh, when you say everyone, um, we actually have a pretty it's lengthy, pretty lengthy list. Uh, I guess we'll just go by the Chat Rabbit Running Club, which is still a very lengthy list. Uh, only cuts out a handful of people, but um, I did not run it, which felt great. Um, you almost ran the same amount of miles, though, so it shouldn't have felt that great. It felt really good not to be under the pressure of competition. Um, I mean, one of the best runners in Chattanooga was, was running the race. So I didn't have to, uh, subject myself to that level of, of stress and competition, but, um, he is one of our, our members. So, uh, shout out to the marathon winner, uh, Mac Dean, absolute Emphasis legend on Mac Dean, Mac Dean. That is his full name. Um, yeah, like I said, one of the best runners, uh, if not the best runner in Chattanooga currently. So. Um, absolutely threw down. There was a, a bit of a confusion there at the, at the end over, um, over who won because there were, there were a couple of turns there at the end that apparently tripped people up. Um, I, I don't think they were like podium people, but I, I, people asked me at those key turns, which way to go. And I was like, I'm not running this race. So I don't know, go, which go whichever way you want, uh, which wasn't a popular answer, but, uh, so Mac Dean, your, your winner, uh, overall, uh, your second female, uh, Martha meme Clinner, Climmer, sorry, Clinner, uh, names are hard. Uh, I came in uh, second place for the women absolutely rocked it after she, I don't know. She was, she was doing some, some hedging as to like, Oh, I, I don't know about, um, how well I'm going to do or whatever. I know she's been dealing with a little bit of like a foot slash ankle thing, but it's more, uh, it's at least not like a long term or like a having to stop running injury. So that's positive. Do you remember her time? I have no idea. I can go on an ultra sign up mission real quick, but it's eh. pretty speedy. It was pretty speedy. Uh, we'll just we'll put it at three hours. Um, that seems like a good round number. Um, yeah, feels right. Um, we'll give. I don't think it was three hours, but it was three something, forty maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Anyways, the dude's winner I think was like three twenty or something. So okay. Um, yeah, because she placed pretty high overall. Yeah, she had a really good day. Um, well, I, and I, that was kind of the theme of the day, I think, uh, for most people, uh, that, that everyone had a, a really good day. 
because I, I took off before the race started and I got to stop when I got to turn around. Um, and I got to see everybody except for Mac Dean. Of course. Don't know how I missed him. He passed me at some point when I ran off the trail to use the restroom and then, uh, I went a different way down. So I did not see him on the way down either. Um, but it was really cool to see everybody, uh, having a really strong, strong race. Um, our boy Joey, uh, ran a really solid race as well. He would have crushed the 40 miler. It's a little bit heartbreaking. Um, me and Will and Joey were supposed to be doing the 40 and kind of paced for it going in and found out. I think Will and I found out at mile 11 that we weren't able to do the 40. Some folks were just gossiping behind us. There was this huge crew of people that were like, oh, yeah, the 40 shut down. And we were like, is that true? Like, we don't know what's happening. And Joey and Mac Dean didn't find out that they weren't doing the 40 until they actually got to the final aid station. And Mac actually joked with the folks up there that he would um, give away the win if he could just run up to the summit by himself. He's like, is there a form you guys can pull out? I'll like sign a liability and head on up to the top. But that was ixnayed by everyone involved. So had to turn around and kind of switch gears to running a fast half marathon back down the mountain and kind of a weird day for those of us planning on the 40. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, this is the, I mean, the next day that I, organize a race will be my first. So, uh, take it for what it's worth, but I, I feel like that information maybe should have been known at the, at the start line. But, uh, I mean, I think they were, they were definitely wanting to, sorry, my phone's giving me notifications of, uh, all the, uh, dozens of kudos that I'm receiving. Um, <laughs> Mr. Popular over here from my, dozen of followers um what was i saying uh i know they really wanted to push hard to try and get the 40 in because that's such a a really cool option to be able to go to the the highest point east of the mississippi so um i believe that's what it is anyways uh yeah that that's what mount mental is it's highest point east of the yeah mississippi. you're correct let's keep talking why i doubted myself um, so to be able to go up there, uh, would be super, super cool. I was actually planning on, I had a 20 mile day, so I was just going to do the 20 up to the top and get a ride down with our friend, Nikki. Uh, I was feeling less than great and was like, I'm not doing 10 more miles uphill. I just want to turn around and go back. I just want to go home. Uh, it's when. Martha didn't tell me, Joey didn't tell me, which is fine. They're racing. They're having a big day. Um, and then it was when Will got to me. It was like, oh, I guess you've heard the news. And I was like, what news? They didn't know. Martha and Joey had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I forgot you just said that. Um, I am paying attention. Um, or falling asleep over there. It's debatable. No, I've got a nice, comfortable seated position. Um. <laughs> Yes, yeah, as when when Will came by and and told me, I was like, "Cool." So it doesn't matter what, whether I wanted to go up there or not; uh, I don't have to. So I'm glad I turned around when I did. Man, I still wasn't sure when I passed you. I think I asked you. I was like, "Charlie, are we going to the summit?" I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I wanted to tell you because I I know you wanted to, you know, race whatever race you were doing. But uh, you've been having some some uh, hip issues. Um, I was not. One of the least happy races I've had, but 
just kind of a wonky day in general. A little grumpy, which wasn't the happiest about, but you know, yeah, have the bad days, good days to come. Yeah, save it, save it for canyons and, and broken arrow and and stump jump and pinhody. Um, <laughs> we added pinhody to the list. This is official. Sure, just keep speaking in, in into oh, no. existence. Oh, you just want me to? I mean, I guess I could. I guess I could run that. That's a conversation for another day, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had. I mean, I don't want to like not in, mention. Uh, our other runners, uh, yeah, Wes had a really good day. He looked so happy the entire time. He just genuinely is one of those people who runs and looks like he loves running, and I really appreciate that. And yeah, he has he has such a, uh, a like a an attitude and like emotion on race day or any training day of like somebody that's just getting into and falling in love with the sport, like it that's a super like inspirational um, like attitude to have. So, and, and his time that he was shooting for, I think he beat by like a half hour, um, which was super, super awesome. An hour even he was going for five and a half hours and I'm pretty sure he did around four 30. Yeah. I think he had so. a really good day. Um, so it was, it was super awesome to, um, to see that Michaela absolutely rocked her first, first. ever marathon decides that it's going to be 13 miles uphill and 13 down for her first marathon ever. Um, she has been like just absolutely throwing down in training. So it was really cool to, um, to see her like put that into a, a, a really solid, uh, race. Like it, it would have really sucked if it was a bad day after, uh, all that really good training. So, um, and speaking of really good training, uh, our good friend Sammy had, a, had the best training block ever. I don't. We don't. I mean, that's just what the what the people are saying. Um, the masses. But yeah, she, she's uh, she's been doing really well coming off of uh, being injured after Pin Hoodie, like trying to kind of get back into the groove of things, and um, has been training a, a little bit. Uh, differently than she has in the past. And it's been super cool to see her uh, same thing with Michaela, like take that good, really good training block, which for Sammy is like long-term going towards a hundred in September, but you obviously want to show up on race day and, and be able to put a good effort in. So uh, it was really cool to see her training pay off in a good race. I'll give credit where credit's due. Charlie's been helping her with some training stuff and, <clears throat> they've got a fancy Excel sheet and everything. So we got coach C over here really helping out. She had a good day. So it worked. That reminds me, I've got to update that Excel sheet uh, tonight or tomorrow. Monday's always a rest day. So I hope she isn't expecting something uh, on the docket. She actually ran more this week than I gave her. Like I, She was actually, there was a little uh, talk there that, wow, Charlie's really piling on the mileage this week after the marathon. Uh, it was all e easy mileage. Like we didn't have any any tempo this week, uh, and I pulled every I pulled like two races, two runs off the calendar. But I guess she either didn't see it or wanted to stick with the original plan because she essentially uh, did everything that I originally put on there. Um, yeah, she's rocking it. Yeah, she's she's going to keep killing it. Um, and uh, Katie, yeah, Katie, the. Um, her training block, um, 
hard to describe, really. I think it was five runs this year, and the marathon was the sixth. Um, so badass. So badass. Um, she can just kind of show up and do whatever she sets her mind to. It's a really strong individual as a whole, and really just had an amazing day for not putting in a huge number of miles. Uh, sounds like a great candidate for the Pinhoti 100 in November. Yeah, we're still trying to find folks to do it. If anyone wants to do Pinhoti, hit us up. We have advice ish. We have we experience. Both survived. We have three Pinhoti finishes, uh, two top 15s. Um, one of those top 15s being, you know, top two. So, um, yeah, two Just people. Don't eat the pizza. Uh, I didn't eat the pizza, the, the PR that you beat by like in half, half hour. So anyways, um, <laughs> before we get too off track, uh, Katie absolutely rocked it. Like, like you said, be able to show up with, um, I mean, her training runs were good training runs. Um, so it's, it's that, uh, that teeter totter of quality and quantity, um, it, it works sometimes. Um, I'm super glad it worked out for her. Uh, we had a few more, uh, we had a big Chattanooga group. When I say we, I meant y'all had a really big Chattanooga group. Uh, who else was, uh, there from Chattanooga? Cause they, everybody from, from chat had a big run. Andy Cornette was there. He actually works with Martha's husband, Jackson, the church on signal. It's pretty cool. Um, Meredith Adams, some more signal folks were up there. And several other folks, we've got a huge chat picture, which I feel like I know the community pretty well. And there's a few folks I didn't recognize, which was pretty cool. It's always fun seeing a bunch of folks from chat just in general. Yep. Uh, Meredith's uh, husband, Sam, who I've run a couple races with, um, rocked it as well. I think uh, Sam and Meredith pretty, pretty much ran the entire race together, which is Power couple. super cute. Couple goals. Um, but uh, kind of piggybacking off of your statement about community it was kind of an opportunity for us to see a, a new town's running community and honestly i think black mountain has a, a sneaky cool running community uh i know of, of that was Asheville was a former uh solomon hub for like the east coast like uh it was for a while it was uh Denver, maybe somewhere in California or Utah. And then it was, uh, then it was Chattanooga and Asheville for Solomon in, in the U S. Um, but the, the pandemic kind of, uh, nixed that away, which, uh, we'll actually talk about here in the next segment. Nice little segment tease there. Boy, sometimes I'm just too good at this. I was born to talking to a microphone um i wouldn't go that far but you're you're doing great i just you know this is the only time i really enjoy and embrace making noises with my uh head hole for... i mean in our practice episode that was kind of a thing you were talking about being your own hype band so you're living up to it it's going well i had to be today on the second half of that run but um quickly on your takeaways from the black mountain slash Asheville scene and running community. I think it's a super well put on race as a whole. 
the aid stations were super nice in general. It was unfortunate that we didn't find out about the summit, but that was in no fault to the race directors. They thought that it was open and the news came from park rangers that were up on the summit and were kind of sliding in vehicles. So it wasn't safe for runners to go up there. They had no idea what was happening. I think the town in general is pretty awesome. Everyone was out on their houses cheering us on. Really cool community vibe with that. And Packet Pickup was really cool. They have a little outdoor store brewery with a beer garden in the back, which was neat to witness. I think Chattanooga could do with a few more places like that that really are a place to hang out for the community, but also to have events like a Packet Pickup where it's not just like, we're bringing in stuff from other breweries. Like it was its own location and brewery combined with outdoor store, which is pretty awesome. Didn't check out a running store or see particularly what, if there are any running groups or anything like that in black mountain, but I wouldn't be surprised. They've got a ton of cool trails right in their backyard. Even running through the college was a really pretty campus. So bumpy race experience for me, but overall an amazing trip and would choose to do the race again and definitely visit the town again. Yeah. Now that I know that that race is in black mountain, uh, a town that I've, I've spent, uh, a little bit of time in for a different race that, that takes place in, uh, June. That's a, uh, six hour, uh, 12 hour and 24 hour, um, whatever, circle race. I don't know what I was, I don't know what the word, I, I don't know how to make correct words with my noise thing. <laughs> <laughs> that time, Charlie. Big oof on that one. Um, the running store that's right there in Black Mountain that I'm not remembering. Because a vertical runner, is it? It, may, it, it might be. Um, I've been in there a couple times, like obviously for packet pickup. And then, um, I grabbed coffee from, uh, Drippolator. Um, Drippolator's great. I would recommend. Sponsor us. No free ads. Um, Ooh, and the, was, what was the brewery that had macaroni and cheese? Uh, and oh, Martha, uh, unless they're going to be a sponsor, we're not going to toss out, uh, names just. Well, fine. We went to a singular brewery that had mac and cheese tasting, and it was an amazing life experience. Highly suggest tasting lots of mac and cheese after running a marathon. Lookout Brewing. Uh, sponsor us. Um, Thanks. Um, but it, it's a it's a, such a nice little town, and like you said, it has, is that, has great trails around there. Um, I think that if they do things out of that, that running shop, which I'm I'm almost positive they do. Um, I don't know. I, I saw two people that I had met at that summer race and, um, it's, it seems like, uh, that organization puts on some, some good races. fun transition into our next topic um this week on the podcast uh it is uh the current date is march 6th uh, sunday night that uh 
you know, keeps getting more interesting by the minute, but, um, we are essentially coming up, if not like on the two year anniversary of, of when the, the world, uh, I don't know, changed in, in some ways forever, um, by, uh, what we're going to know as the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the coronavirus, Rona. It's a lot of names. It has a lot of names. I think COVID's the go-to most of the time. The COVID. Um, it's, uh, I mean, two years, which is, is so crazy to think about. I think 2020 just didn't exist. It doesn't feel like two years. It was like this block of time that went by ridiculously fast. Yeah, such an Im- impactful year, I guess or I guess nine months of what was 2020 because everything was fine up until then. Well, we just talked about black mountain marathon. That was the last big race I did beforehand in 2020. I raced black mountain marathon. Then this weekend was chat marathon Mm -hmm. and I raced the marathon relay that weekend. That was the last event I did. And a week later, the whole world shut down, man. Yeah, I was pretty pretty much tracks and I'm, I'm just trying to what was the when was the first time you heard or remember hearing about um the i guess it in, initially just was called the coronavirus that was over there taking over uh taking over china and sp- spreading throughout europe well it was kind of interesting i was actually in my final class for my environmental science minor and it was trying to think of exactly what it was called it was something with sustainability and the world and my teacher got super excited about tracking the data so for the last week before we went home from college my professor pretty much covered COVID in every single class i was like following the statistics and we were all kind of talking about what might happen and no one took it seriously at all all of us in class were like yeah yeah like why are we diving so deep into this? This isn't relevant to us at all. Like none of this actually matters. And it was the last class I was in before we got the announcement that we were being sent home. So it was kind of weird. We walked out of that room and got an email and we're like, Oh, like Hmm. this is actually real and impactful for all of us. Man. And then, uh, so you just, you packed up everything you needed from the dorm room and, and headed back to chat. For the most part, my friends were all debating whether or not to take their stuff because they lived farther away. Like Mm -hmm. I had a friend from Texas who was like, well, I'm going to leave my stuff here. Like there's no point bringing home the stuff. And I just packed a bag because it was running into spring break. So we were fully convinced we were going to have a week extra off and then have spring break and then go back to school. Mm -hmm. So I packed two bags and I was turning 21 over spring break. So one of my friends went to the store and in case the whole world shut down, we bought mac and cheese. I was planning on running 21 miles for my birthday. So I bought some Cheez-Its and some Pop-Tarts at the grocery store while everyone else panicked and bought toilet paper. So priorities are in order. Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its beat out toilet paper. Yeah. And they bought me some Angry Orchard cider to drink on my birthday as their gift to me, which shows how my introduction to beer went. Um, really wasn't intro until Chattanooga. So big shout out to thing here. 
But yeah, that was pretty much it. Packed up, went to my favorite coffee shop one last time and got kind of sad telling my friends bye for two weeks, but it wasn't like a lengthy farewell. Yeah. We didn't think that was going to be it and headed back to my parents' place and got stuck there for a good while. How long would you the while is like for the rest of the semester? I guess y'all never went back. We never went back. Some poor people had to go and pick up their stuff from across the country to a degree. I was pretty lucky. About a month later, I went and got the rest of my stuff. So I had a very small amount of clothes that I had on rotation for a few weeks. Which I guess during that time is not a huge deal. Enough, Yeah, for sure. Run and live in sweatpants other than that. Mm-hmm. But I had three months that I just saw my parents. I stayed at our house. I saw no one else because they were really worried about it. I had pretty much a rotation where I would get up, find an obscure place to go run, and I would come back and lay in a lawn chair in the yard, and I would do some yoga, Then I would watch some Grey's Anatomy until the late hours of the evening. And that was my life for about three months. No school? We had some virtual stuff. I think I've kind of blocked it from my mind. I think I wrote some papers in there. I passed. I have graduated college. So I accomplished something in that time period, but that definitely wasn't high on the priority list at the time. I don't think anyone really did much with school in that few months. No. Uh, When would you say it, it became like real for you? Probably about a month in. After getting all my stuff, I was like, whoa, like nothing seems to be changing. I think all of us were watching our phones at that time period, like watching the statistics of everything and like the obsessive refreshing of the news in the evening, just kind of sitting around talking about it with my folks. That's kind of crazy. Just sitting there, no other human contact. Like maybe the stir crazy point was when it felt real. I was like, okay, I'm tired of being here. Like I'm ready for the world to be normal. I'm tired of getting takeout food. I'm tired of washing our groceries and putting them in different bags. And we were all so uninformed at the beginning. Where I was like, okay, we have to put everything in Tupperware and we have to wear gloves to touch the gas pump. And we have to do all these things that sound absolutely absurd now. But that was when pretty much all of that kicked in that it started to feel real. Yeah. There was some, uh, just trying to jog my memory back to the initial things that everybody did, like wear gloves um, I don't remember when like masks kicked in. I know I it took pretty it, early. Yeah. I don't think it was mandatory for a while. Mm-mm. I think maybe the lockdown could be when it really felt real where we like couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to. I think there's a picture floating around out there of the huge walking bridge in downtown Chattanooga. And it's just absolutely empty. Because it was shut down. It's kind of a haunting picture almost. It can bring you chills. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I had, I had such a... a, a well, diff- what was your intro to it? Yeah. Uh, my intro was like an in, in-the-face intro. Um, I remember... This is going to sound uh, like this time of year for sports fans, uh, especially college basketball. Um, like you're, you're running to the into the end of the regular season and on into like conference tournaments and getting ready for the NCAA tournament. So, um, I'm a, I love college basketball, um, and I've grown up a Tennessee fan. So I remember listening to 
there's a, a radio station out of Knoxville called fan run radio free shout out. Um, that I listened to a couple of, of their shows, like their morning show and their afternoon show. And, um, this was like back in December, January, uh, a guy by the name of that goes by bear on the afternoon show. Um, they were, they kind of made fun of him cause he kept giving these like updates. Um, and they would play like, uh, it was like music from some nineties, um, like medical show or something um, that George Clooney was in. So they, they kept playing that in the background. There's like Dr. Dr. Bear's science segment. And he would talk about the growing numbers in, in China and uh, all this stuff. And I had just um, recently moved in with my aunt and uncle and youngest cousin uh, into their house because I was planning on leaving the bank and, uh, was not going to renew my lease. I was looking to move out of Birmingham. So I was, I was pretty dead set on not renewing a lease and even the short-term lease at, at my current apartment was super expensive. So, um, I was there, I started like trying to like hype it up, especially as it started getting closer. My, uh, oldest cousin was, uh, abroad doing a semester in, in Dublin. And I kept being like, Oh my gosh, what's happening with him. I, I texted him as much as I could. Uh, he went on his spring break where he went to a bunch of different places, Barcelona, uh, Chamonix, um, London, I think. Sounds amazing. Oh, it sounds fantastic. But, uh, they hit, uh, Barcelona when Barcelona got like, they, they got out of town in time to not be in Barcelona shut down. So they made it to Chamonix, spent time there and then flew back to Dublin before Chamonix shut or France shut down. Um, and he flew back in time to not get blocked from reentering the U S. So that was all wild. And we were starting to see like cases in New York and in Atlanta and in, uh, in California. So I was like, Oh, it's, it's a matter of time. Uh, he assured us that he did not have COVID, um, had not been sick, was doing just fine. Comes back on a, uh, on a Friday night, gets tested on Saturday. He and I played golf that day. And then I get a, they went down to the lake, um, that, that Sunday and I get a text that evening being like, Oh, Thomas just, uh, tested positive for COVID. So I had to, I had to text my boss where I was the first person to have to quarantine in the bank. We were initially the first five people in Birmingham to have contracted COVID, even though three of those, three or four of those tests came back negative or in my case, uh, inconclusive because the place in Tuscaloosa DHL, I'll put you on, <laughs> I'll call you out right now. Um, said they were saving the swabs for the adults and the children. Uh, so were you not an adult? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I am, 
however old I was at the time, 26, 27, I don't know anymore. Uh, time. Time. Uh, I was the age I was in 2020. Um, I'm 28 now. So <laughs> 26. I think you were 26. I would have turned. Yeah, that's two years ago. 27 in 2021. Mm-hmm. But I would have turned 26 in November of 2020. Later. No, because you're 28 now. So, uh, I'd be, whatever yeah that makes sense i was 20 whatever Six. 26 uh you know Ooh. apparently it was just that hard for the people at dhl to come up with so they they told me i had to spit a loogie into the cup oh. uh i don't spit loogies um and so snot rockets all the way i'm not very good at snot rockets either um and i my i didn't have any like snot in my nose like i, I had a pretty dry nose um and <laughs> And, uh, so of course the test came back as like inconclusive. Uh, they also like ruined my uncle's test. Um, cause we went down the same day and so, uh, turns out we weren't the first five cases. We were just the first five people to have to quarantine in Birmingham. So pretty cool to be on that list, but, famous. um, so yeah, uh, it became real for me right off the bat like as as soon as everything i was aware of it because of fan run radio since like december um and i was very into it early on and then got very tired of it very quickly um i snuck out to to run while i was quarantining but i went out to like i drove out to talladega and ran middle on the, of nowhere pinhody yeah ran on the pinhody by myself uh as i normally do anyways so um but uh that kind of brings us into like the next topic that we have here on the on the list of like virtual races um did you run any my mom dragged me into doing the virtual race across tennessee which you logged the mileage that you did every single day and it was kind of a competition with other folks that were signed up of just who would do the most mileage in a week and i think I think it was a Laz thing. It's a whole Facebook group that Laz would post periodically his weird, interesting updates about stuff with that event. And you got a medal that said was a little picture of Tennessee. That's somewhere in my home. Um, <laughs> so we look around for it. But it was pretty cool. Um, it's like documenting all of your Strava mileage, but for this race. So it was kind of neat. I almost ran too much. Um or I did run too much. I got a stress fracture pretty much. I would say because of COVID to a degree, because there was nothing else going on. Like if I was bored today, I was like, well, I'm just going to go run for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Like that was a knee jerk entertainment reaction to things. So did you, this, this thought just kind of came to my mind. So this was not on the run of show uh, questions list, but uh, did you have any like anxieties going out to run about like getting, uh COVID or like passing it on or anything like that did have a weird time i think on guild which is one of our most populated trails here i only went there once during the beginning of the pandemic and that was when people kind of had the knee-jerk reaction of going outside Mm -hmm. where there was nothing else going on it was beautiful weather a million people flocked to the outdoors and i held my breath Pretty much every single time I passed someone, because yeah. you didn't know how fast you could catch it. You had yeah. no idea 
So there was several people holding their breath, having masks on. Like, I felt ridiculous. I would sprint past anyone. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going back to Guild. So I pretty much discovered a bunch of obscure routes that no one was ever on, which was kind of nice. Um, I went out to the Cumberland Trail out in Saudi and Dayton for the first time and found a lot of those routes. I went out to High Point, which I've taken you on for the first time. Spent a lot of time out there by myself. So definitely avoided people, which is unusual for me running. That's my forte. Like I, I joked very often during the pandemic about like, I've been social distancing since 1993 or middle school or whatever. Um, yeah, as I, I remember wearing like, I guess once we got into uh, races, races toward the end of 2020, like we had um, net gators essentially. Was it June or July that River Gorge was actually put on? I don't know. I didn't run it. I guess you weren't there. I wasn't. That's here. odd. Still is not a Chattanooga resident. You see being in races for the past year, I guess. But I ran virtually the, uh, it was in April, it was the like uh, six hour, whatever. It was supposed to be. Six shooter? Yeah, it was was supposed to be an in-person race, but it got moved to virtual. So I signed up for it uh, because I think it was free. Um, I did that at uh, Red Mountain in Birmingham and had a great time of it. Uh, I guess it wasn't my first sub six 50 K, but I at least got over the 50 K mark in six hours. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I had my first marathon, like trail marathon PR. Uh, I went out and did that on the Penhody by myself, just a quick out and back. It was a hot day. I'm trying to remember when that was, that was before the six shooter. It was April 11th and I've got my pictures. Six shooter was definitely later. It was like the 23rd. I don't know why Something I remember like that, that date. <laughs> it yeah. was weird. They kind of did it. I guess my first virtual race was actually the very beginning of the pandemic because it was my birthday. It was supposed to be River Gorge and they initially did it on March 21st when it was supposed to be. So I ran 21 miles of that course for my 21st birthday. Nice. It was kind of fun. Um, ran into some friends that kind of waved to you from afar. It's like... Okay, highlight of my birthday. I haven't seen people for two weeks. I'm seeing all these random friends out here. So that was kind of nice. But they actually put that race on, I think, in June. And super hot, which was unfortunate. Um, But we all had masks at the starting line. There's a really interesting picture of everyone masked up for that, where we sprinted out for about a half mile. Then everyone took the masks off after that. I think that's the ultra sign up, like, cover page or cover photo. Hmm. That's kind of cool. And it's really cool. I, I like that race. I'm not running it this year, but um, yeah. And what did you, there's Laz's big backyard virtual ultra. Did you consider doing that? Or that may have been like stress fracture time. So yeah, probably around that time. That was when I was watching a lot of things on Facebook and was just kind of sad not to be running. Um, River Gorge was actually the turning point. It felt like my calf had just like solidified after, which I was like, do I just have a horrible calf cramp? I was like, I finished the race. I was in a terrible mood, had not had a good time. I'm normally a pretty happy runner in general. And I was by one of my buddies and was just not having a good time. Not having a Baja blast, as Charlie would say. And it just wasn't good. I wasn't sure what was wrong and decided to take a week off running. Then went on a small group run the next Thursday 
And it was that like click. You're like, oh, I'm hurt. Where I ran out three miles and then couldn't walk. And one of my friends, Sammy, hobbled back with me and sat in the back of the truck of one of my other friends and drank three beers and said, screw it for a few months. So it was Mm. unfortunate. That does suck. Um, Speaking of running groups, uh, that kind of transitions us. Well, I don't know if that's the best next question or not. Kind of having pause now, especially as we run into about nine minutes left of this recording. That's a big bummer. I wish uh, I had known that before we started recording oh, well. directly through this website. But Well, how do you think long-term this has impacted the running community? That's a, I, I really don't. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's, um, it's either like wiped running groups out because people moved on. Like the, I think the big thing from the pandemic is like, they kind of, this is one of my takes from, uh, just that year is how, uh, kind of, kind of screwed with people's minds, screwed with mine a lot. Like, uh, I was already in a, a, in a toxic job environment and the pandemic did not help my mental health status surrounding that. And, um, I mean, it changed my running community because I actually gained one by eventually moving back to Chattanooga and now starting this running group. So, uh, it probably formed some ended others like it, just like the pandemic, like it, it, uh, it forced change so i think there's some sort of change but i I feel like maybe you have a better answer so i'll pass that baton over to you i don't know if i totally have a better one i think definitely some of the virtual races will stick around and i think some online communication will remain like with facebook groups and with events like the great virtual race across tennessee they created a great virtual race across the u.s that stuck around And there's a huge Facebook group of people in it for that, which is kind of inspirational to see people use that as a way to cope for things where people that were sick, people that had family members that they lost, like turned to running as a way to cope during that time. And as ways to cope, it's a pretty healthy one. And they had an outlet with these Facebook groups to put their story out there and have people that sympathized. So I think in some ways it really brought people together because it was a common painful experience where it did like it messed with a bunch of people and there's a lot of camaraderie to that which i think will maybe carry forward through it um definitely would agree with the change thing as well we were talking at dinner a bit about people that were sticking around here that had moved here kind of after that time period i don't think most of these friends would be here if the pandemic hadn't happened which it's a weird thing to be thankful for in some ways but i'm thankful that you're here and moved back i'm thankful that Katie and Will moved here. Thankful that Joey and Michaela had their plans fall through and moved to Chattanooga instead of wherever they were thinking. Like there's some good stuff that happened because of all this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, it goes along with like change. I think it, it definitely, it sped things up outside of running, like with, um, moving work to a more virtual platform, uh, and making Ooh. that more of a norm, which Worldwide is scale. That'll stay. Yeah, which is, I think, such a a great thing. Like, um, through, like, really tough moments, it forces us to learn how to adapt, evolve, and um, learn how to do things differently. Like, 
some positives. Like I think we've come out of this more health conscious. Like um, I think going, going forward, if I'm like not feeling well and we're like, I think we were slowly starting to see mandates and all this stuff start to be lifted, especially here in the, in the U S which is super exciting and across the world, like as these variants come out and are less and less, um, deadly and, um, I don't know, strong. I don't know the best way to put it like that. That moves us closer and closer towards like, okay, it's a thing we're going to live with for the rest of our lives, but, um, it moves it closer to being like the flu and that we just get shots when we need to, and we don't have to mask and social distance and man, I just, there, we could talk about the, the pandemic forever just because of all the really weird things of like picking up crowlers of beer at, at trim tab and just standing in a line at lunch or, um, I would, I would go on, go on runs at random hours of the work day. Oh, of course. Like yeah. Whenever I felt like it, I could, I could take lunch whenever I needed to, um, ordering like, I don't know, having food and groceries brought to the door. I don't know, just, yeah, it's, it's so fascinating to, to look back at it, at all the, all the things, my attempt at, a, uh, becoming a, a male model, uh, for my favorite brand Chevy's was, fantastic uh one of will's favorite beers the casual bachelor ipa uh a homebrew that uh that i did was uh a pandemic creation and all um, the tiktoks all the tiktoks can't forget the tiktoks my mom and i tried to make one it's hidden somewhere in the world that's where i downloaded tiktok i didn't i made two but that was that was towards like i don't know may that was a little ways in, I guess. Um, did you, what was your, did you have a race schedule going into 2020 and, and how drastically did it, did it change? Were you able to still run races in person? You said, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm trying to remember outside of River Gorge if I had something on the radar. I think 2020 was the year that I wanted to do a hundo. And that didn't work out. Um, it was kind of nice that Pinhoti rolled over. I had a much bigger support system for Pinhoti than I would have doing it the year before. But other than River Gorge, there was nothing I was signed up for, which was nice at not having to cancel anything. was planning on doing Stump Jump that fall as well. And I had to roll that over to this year's. Or This isn't 2021 anymore. <laughs> Feels like it's still. We're stuck in 2021. Um, the, tw- the COVID time warp gets us again. It's just not working well, but... Yeah, it didn't change things as much as it could have, which was nice. You had some big races that had to kind of get pushed back, though, didn't you? I had signed up for Ring of Steel. Yeah, that was as as big as it was going to get. Uh, I was going to run that, and I was planning on running uh, Stump Jump as a as a taper for Pinhoti. Um, yeah, because that I mean, I'm glad it happened because it actually forced me to to train better uh and get a coach at the end of the year uh because i ended up obviously not being able to travel for ring of steel um in scotland uh i did i ran the georgia jewel uh 50 miler 
the stump jump and pin Hody. So I still got like, Wild. I still got races in, which is uh, fascinating. But um, I guess Jules, when I semi encountered you for the first time. Yeah. That was probably I don't know if we'd met before that. I think we had we maybe had, social media knew each other. Yeah, Strava, uh, Strava friends meeting in person probably. Um, not the first time that's happened for either of us for sure. <laughs> like, do I know? Yeah, I know you. Uh, but it, it sounds like for both of us, it pushed us back um, to like run these big races the following year in, in 2021, which still had some COVID, you know, restrictions, some I logistics. guess. Um, and aid stations had more bagged things. You don't have your gross slimy hands shoving into a thing of chips quite as often, but yeah. Uh, man, it's just so crazy to think back to that time. Such a, um, a formative experience. The things we live through now living through um the tail end of a pandemic i guess um, Something like that. on the two-year mark of getting through that and then uh russia's invading the ukraine on a daily basis so preparing... Oof, i had a lot of second graders think that they were invading us and were full-on panicking last week so calmed a lot of eight-year-olds we're good um Speaking of calming eight-year-olds, we are going to take a quick break. (laughs) And we're back after another uh, commercial break for whatever commercial we inserted there. Um... I think that's, uh, do you want to give a, an, an overall takeaway or, um, from like, I guess just looking back over the, the past two years of, of living through the, the pandemic. I don't know if I have a huge takeaway. I'm glad it's over to some degree. I think it would be better now in some ways to just have the mindset that we do where it could be more normal. Um, I think there was a lot of fear wrapped up in all of it of the unknown. And I think it was just a weird, you were correct in saying a formative year where we all had a lot of time alone in our heads. And a lot of times, I think a lot of people had stuff along with the pandemic that went wrong that worked through and it gives me a bigger appreciation for my capacity to run. I think in some ways getting a stress fracture in that time after working through some hard stuff made me learn some other techniques for stress relief other than just running. And it also makes me more conscious of an injury of knowing kind of that line between actually hurt and little twinges that you can run through. And really it gives me a greater appreciation for just being around my people and having the capacity to go out to a restaurant or have that simplicity of sitting in a coffee shop. And just, even if you're sitting there by yourself, just having that community of random people around you and drinking a cup of coffee and being out in the world is something that I never would have taken the time to appreciate before. Mm 
Yeah, that's um, it's. I think that's that's why I kind of wanted to have this be an episode. Maybe we can um, bring somebody else on. Um, I would love to love to have Sammy on the podcast and talk about her walk through the the pandemic to to now. She has, I mean, a number of of great stories, so she will be a definite definite repeat. Uh, uh, guest on this podcast and um i mean we could interview like like you mentioned uh our our running group now that wasn't living here before the pandemic and the pandemic brought us brought us here brought me back uh to chattanooga um it's just it was such a a different stress and worry like um I don't know it 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 forced us to change forced us to to think uh differently um probably helped some people including myself realize like how to not that I'm not sanitary um being a a, a brewer you have to be clean but like I remember walking through the grocery store early on and like touching a box of cereal and, and being like, Oh, well I touched it. I definitely have to buy it. I don't want somebody else to, to put their hands on this. Um, so just being more mindful of people, um, caring for strangers, um, more than probably we did before. Um, a topic we didn't touch on. Uh, it's, it helped bring to the, the forefront, the discussion around, um, equality, um, which needs to, needs to happen, needs to be a conversation that's happening all the time. Doesn't need to, to come from such awful events and, and situations. Um, so, um, I'm super thankful because it, it forced me to start growing up and changing. Like it, I hate that it happened. I've hate that we've had to live through this and, uh, all the people that have, um, uh, passed away because of, because of this virus and, um, just all the back and forth as to how to do it, how to take care of each other. Um, so, um, a big takeaway is like just loving more and being more mindful of everybody else. Um, like just being, being thankful for what we do have, what we're able to do, like being able to go out to a restaurant, go out and grab coffee, go out and grab miles. Um, I'm now more thankful to have a running group than I would have if I'd been in Birmingham because I would have kept running by myself and probably wouldn't have gotten through all the like really tough training days or like this stretch that I'm on right now. So um, it's maybe pushed people to where they need to be. Um, so it's hard to, it sounds silly to say I'm, I'm thankful for it coming along. I wish it hadn't, hadn't happened, but um, we have to believe that things will get better and things have gotten better. Um, 
even though there's a lot of, you know, shit that we've had to go through. So I I would agree in some ways. It definitely forced me to take off, I guess, rose-colored sunglasses in a way of the world and really deal with the reality of a lot of situations. And it gave people time to really be still and think about a lot of things and issues in the world. And I think that's things that we could do more often in general. Mm -hmm. And it does really give a greater appreciation for just normal little things in life and taking a moment to really just appreciate those little pieces every single day. Yeah, I think that's a a good place to, to put a pin in it. So um, goal for this week, everybody, just uh, take a take a minute to, to think back and, and reflect on the time that's been. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a maybe a, a good time to hit a, I don't know, refresh that 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 positive mindset and that thankful mindset for what we, uh, what we have. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, do you have any, anything else? Are you ready to Sounds good to me. land okay. this plane? Run some thankful miles this week and enjoy your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe before the run even gets started, just while you're tying your shoes and stretching, being taking a moment to, to look up being like, I'm thankful that I can run out here today. And then go sweat it out or uh, go trudge through the, the rain and the snow, whatever it is. Um, so uh, with that, thank you for uh, listening to this uh, this episode of Switchbacks and Sweat Stains. Uh, Leah, what do you want to take us out with a, a, a quote or just sign us off? I think I'm good. Happy trails, guys. Happy trails. Happy trails.